0: Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into the Football Friday Podcast brought to you by the Morning Times and the Daily Review. I'm joined, as always, by Logan Hill, Johnny Williams, and David Goff. And we got a lot to catch up on, plenty of news, plenty of stories, both locally and nationally in the sports world. But first, a word from our sponsor.
1: This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts, have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer.
2: One day I'm going to press that button on you. I want to press it so bad. <laughs> I'll,
1: give you, I'll give you button press It's pressing very, power it's very tempting. Wow, that's saying. a lot of power. I got another. Hold on. I've got another button for you later. All right.
0: Christmas <laughs> we week, wait. boys. We want to. Wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoy it with friends and family. It's been a great year so far for this podcast in our debut. And that's in many thanks to all of you who listen every week. And we really appreciate it. And again, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. In the local sports world, we got a little bit of breaking news. I know this is Friday, but we're recording it on a Wednesday, which is National Signing Day in the world of college football. And our own local quarterback, Joey Tomaso from Waverly, has signed to play football at the College of William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. They are a part of the Coastal Athletic Association, a D1 subdivision team. And with more on that, I'm going to kick it over to Logan and David with a little more on Joey. Uh, Logan, talk us through a little bit where how this process kind of happened and some of the teams that were involved that Joey had to pick from.
1: For sure. Thanks for turning it over to me, Kirk. I'm not going to pretend that I was... Texting him, knowing him, talking to him a lot, but we were able to see on Twitter his his offers and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so he was school other schools that were on that list. It was Buffalo, Yukon, Central Connecticut, Syracuse, Mercyhurst, Cornell, Colgate, a lot of places up here, and then William and Mary as well. That's the one he ended up going for. So less than three weeks removed now from playing in the dome, winning yeah. that title, and he. Picks William and Mary, and Fantastic. that's where he's going he's yeah. to be playing football. People had said maybe, think about baseball, think about this. He's, he's going with football, and let me just be the first to say, welcome to the South, Joey. Hey, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, but David had more on, on what kind of led Joey to this point. Yeah, David, go
3: ahead. 7,252 passing yards led him to this point. Mm-hmm. And that, wow. And, and 1,973 rushing yards. Yeah, incredible career yeah, for Joey. And, yeah, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a more storybook ending to a five-year high school career for the kid, and I just, yeah, three thousand passing yards alone this season. Wow! And obviously, the state championship happened this year, so I
0: just, yeah, leads his team to their first ever state title.
3: And it's interesting. The William Mary pick is just interesting to me because obviously he had the Syracuse and UConn and Buffaloes of the world the preferred walk-on offers. About yeah. hey, William Mary FCS level, he's gonna. The likelihood of him playing there is a lot higher than yeah the a chance NFL to level.
0: go in and compete for some playing time no question about it and if Waverly has any
1: say as to what his career is going to be he's probably going to do pretty well there well that's what that's what I wanted to ask you is in previously you covered schools in North Carolina and then now being up here and I guess even like when you were in high school and college, like where does he kind of compare in, in past quarterbacks you've seen? I, I'm still fresh at this. As and far
3: as what I've covered. Like yeah. Just lines. like,
1: has, has he been in the upper echelon kind oh, of, Oh, he's, and I've, and I've, I saw a half season of Joey, of
3: Joey Tomas's five year career. So uh, I haven't seen all of his stuff, mm-hmm. but obviously I know who, what he is. Uh, like, and he, first off, I never saw a passing team in high school like that. Yeah. So, the fact that he could pass for 3000 yards in the season is crazy. Cause I, my high school coverage in North Carolina, 80% of it was run, run, run. Sure. And, uh, yeah,
0: so I, he sort of <laughs> checks all the boxes too, right? Yeah. I mean, he can stand in the pocket and throw. He can get out of the pocket and throw on the run. Yeah. He's got some mobility too. I mean, you named his rushing statistics, so and he, had, yeah, again, he has the passing and running ability. And a very so high that, IQ kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, he had Cornell offers. Like he was yeah. the top of his class. He could have gotten a Cornell had he wanted to. So he, he's capable of anything and the you know, the fact that he could pass a run, he could make he could perfect either one of those in college and get himself a starting spot just by, you know, improving on either one of those
1: spots. Yeah, and very exciting for the area. Well, that that's probably not the only player, athlete, student that's going to sign today from from the Valley, yeah. from the greater mm-hmm. Bradford County area, from the New York area, but arguably the most marquee. So, and this yeah. was pr- kind of the one everybody was waiting for. So,
0: Sure, and a lot of eyes have been on, like we talked about, five-year starter. All the accolades, all the statistics, and just a really cool moment for the Valley getting to see Joey grow up and come into his own as a quarterback here for one of our local teams. So a big shout out to Joe Tomaso and his family and that community. Congratulations on a, on a fantastic career. And we look forward now to hopefully watching a little bit of William and Mary football. Weekly roundup, guys. Uh, short week. It's Christmas. Things are kind of weird during the holiday season and the schedule. What were we able to get out to? What were we able to see so far this week? David, why don't we start with you? You got to, I believe, Waverly over the weekend and Tioga earlier in the week. Yeah, so Saturday, I was at Waverly, basketball,
3: girls basketball, and boys basketball. And, of course, it was a very emotional day for them, as it was the first major Waverly sporting event since the tragic loss of Peyton Shaw, the girls basketball player. And so I, you know, on Friday when I got, it confirmed that they were playing Saturday, their first game back since that incident. I was shocked. I was shocked. I, it, what a tough thing to, do, to to come back and do and uh before i even get into that game after after the game i talked to head coach bob kelly and he was like you know this was just therapeutic even just for 60 minutes and 90 minutes just to get on the basketball court and play and focus on that that was huge for them very important for them and when he said that i was like that's absolutely why they won back out and played and they did so in great fashion they won the game 45 29 they honored their their teammate." Um, it was a really nice moment at the end of the game where, you know, the final buzzer sounded and the entire team went for a big group hug. It was a, it, that's when it really hit me. I was like, Oh, that's just what a, what a day.
0: Yeah. Great moment.
3: And uh, it was an interesting game as well. Cause it was only four three after the first quarter. Both teams only had one field goal made. It looked like in the second quarter, Waverly was back on top of it. They were up 1130, but by halftime it was 1111. We're like, Hmm. Lo and behold, third quarter, 20 points from Waverly. They were kind of in control at that point. Uh, Windsor wasn't too far behind, but you could tell Waverly was a step ahead of them. And uh, they had Riley Judson had 22 points in that second half for 25 points through the whole game. It was was impressive just to see that, you know, coming back from what happened and going in and winning that game. Uh, Great support from the Waverly community there. Um, it was it was a special day for them, and uh, on top of that, they actually just played last night and got back from a came back from an early nine two hole in the first quarter and won that game 35-31. So the Waverly girls are four start for the Waverly girls for sure. And uh, that so that Saturday was a quadruple header for Waverly JV girls, JV oh, excuse me, JV girls, varsity girls, JV boys, varsity boys. All four teams won, so it was a really good day in that Waverly gym for them. And the Waverly boys' varsity game was electric against Seton Catholic. It was a back and forth game. Waverly was down forty, or yeah, 44-37 in the fourth quarter, made a 10-0 run, uh, took a 47-44 lead. And then uh, Seton Catholic took the lead back quickly. And then Ethan Perry hit a three-point shot to make it 50-48 Waverly with 25 seconds left. Down the other side of the court, C and Catholic made a 50 50 with five seconds left. And then out of a timeout, they went the length of the court. Jay for assisted Jake van Helen for a buzzer beater. And the place exploded for a 52 50 win. It was a really cool moment. I am mad at myself. Usually in these kinds of moments, even at my North Carolina job. I always have my phone out for those potential buzzer beaters to get the video of it. Totally forgot. Too locked and in. It happened. It happened. It happened right in front of Too me. Jake Was right in front in front of me. So I'm mad at myself that I didn't catch a video of it. All right. But hey, good, a good, great game for them. Good and weekend for Waverly Hoops, and uh, they also just play last night against Shenango Valley. Last and night is Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yes. Yes. We always have to remind. Uh, they play Shenango Valley. They won handily, eighty-nine fifty-six in the Waverly gym. Hogan Shaw had. 15 of, 17 of the 17 first quarter points in that Saturday game for Waverly on his way to 23 points and the team high in that. Last night, 42 points because Shenango Valley Hoganshaw had. So he's off to a great start. They're, they're still without Joey Tomaso.
0: Yeah, so someone's their leading score. Picking up some of those points, picking up some of those
3: minutes. So Hogan Shaw has been very much their go-to score in the first three games of their season and their three, you know, so very good start for Waverly basketball, girls and boys. All right. And... I was at Tioga Boys last night. They were coming off a 59-39 defeat where the ball just wasn't going in for them to uh, Newfield, at Newfield, last Friday. And last night, Tuesday, they were 15 of their first 20, <laughs> and they are 20 of 30 by halftime from the field, and they had 46 points at halftime compared to 39 all of their last game, and they they won that game 71-55. It was way worse for that. Uh, Groton had... A 21-3 run to end the game to only lose by 16. So, Tiger boys, great bounce
0: back for them after losing on Friday night. All right, good hoop start on the New York side of things. Logan, you're probably still jet-lagged, li- li- living, the, living the beach life down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, beach life. It yeah. rained the entire time I was there. but I know you just got back. Uh,
1: much time to get any coverage in for this week? For sure. I already had a thriller. And so I was I off on it. Monday. I was traveling back um, from Maryland. My flight came in, and I drove home after that. Got back around like 8.30 that night. So no coverage Monday night. But Tuesday night, losing Athens, girls basketball. Great game. It was 22 to 8, I believe, losing at halftime. Mm-hmm. It was in losing. So as an observer, you're thinking, okay, losing is going to kind of run away with this one. That's what's happened through two quarters. And then Athens just didn't go away. They clawed back into it, and we're coming down to the stretch. It's the fourth quarter. You can feel it. And and uh, while losing coach Nick Reynolds alluded to that too, the, the momentum did shift. It was on their side. And Athens comes all the way back, gets it within three. Then they're down five. Freshman mm-hmm. Kenneth Jarvis mm-hmm. drills a three-pointer from middle of the court, top of the three-point line. Wide open, somehow, someone didn't cover, drills it. And then so now it's a two point game, and then she's like fifteen seconds left. I think oh my god! yeah, it was like fourteen seconds wow. left was left in the game. Timeouts on the floor. Jarvis ends up fouling out on the take foul after that. And Alicia Botts, cool and collected drills two free throws when kind of wins it for uh, while losing without necessarily winning it because Alex went down, game. got a shot off didn't make it, and then that was the over with. But it ended up being a great, great game and a game that I think when you lose, obviously you're like, oh, man, we lost. But in a loss like that, you're like, there's more to this, and and Athens girls have been on a losing streak recently. That they're trying to kind of buck that oh. trend. So I think a game like that is good against a good, growing while losing girls team. The night before Athens
3: had a five point lead in the fourth quarter that they were unable to hold. So they're this close, so close on getting that getting out of that losing streak. I'm
1: trying to think back, the end of the week last week before I before I went on my trip. Um, Oh yeah, uh Canton NEB boys basketball Friday night, that ended up being a great game. NEB was out in front the whole way and they ended up winning the game, but Canton makes a furious charge in the fourth quarter. Uh Ben Fitch had I think he had like fifteen points in the game, something around that, but ninety percent of it was in the fourth quarter. It was just like layup, 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 three pointer, free throw, free throw. It was it was it was a game that Canton looked like they were out of and then they just came back and made it a game and then and he'd be a, that's what I that's what I've learned this week and it I guess I haven't learned it cuz it's always true for all of time <laughs> make your free throws yeah, absolutely you got to make your yeah. free throws yeah. no matter what level of ball you're playing at free throws you don't make them you're going to lose more than you win you do make them you will probably win more than you lose cardinal rule at that stage basketball other than that i had uh I'd made three trips to NEB last week. I was at their girls, I think, the night before, and they they beat Canton. So back-to-back NEB-Canton games. Right. Uh, NEB girls, they beat them. Three-point was f- flowing for the Lady Panthers in that one. I think they hit ten three-pointers was oh. the number I tallied. So And it didn't matter who it was coming from. Everybody was hitting threes. I also had NEB-Canton wrestling. A lot of NEB-Canton for me last yeah. week. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way the schedule They're going to build their up. own little rivalry in one week. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> And then I think that was it. There was probably one more in there that I'm forgetting or missing, but we're in the full swing of things now. There's stuff every
0: night. Things get a little tricky, again, on the week of a holiday like Christmas, but coming up on the docket, I know we got Waverly-Tioga wrestling at, like, noon on Thursday. Uh, uh, Apparently it's at night. The schedule, the noon thing was a little weird, and uh,
3: they changed it to 6.30 as it looks like. Okay,
0: that should be a good... Good matchup there. Good rivalry. And
3: by by the time we do the next podcast, I think we'll be a day into it. But the Valley Christmas yeah, Tournament, Let's go on to promote a little bit. Yeah, the Valley Christmas Tournament at Athens uh, this year. It's it's smaller than it used to be. It's only uh, it's only a boys tournament this year, unfortunately, because it would be cool to have a full slate of girls and boys games. And it, but it's also only four boys four boys teams. And I the semifinals on Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday be the 27th. 27th. is. Sarah versus Athens,
1: good rivalry game. Rivalry. There. Oh, I'm super excited for this tournament. Yeah, and, and and the next
3: and the next semifinal game is Tilego versus Wayland. Good bro. rivalry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: it's it's all the valley teams. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not three valley schools and then one random school sure. that's also in it. It's all the valley and is, schools, and it's
0: the morning times coverage area. <laughs> and I do believe it's going to be competitive. I think yeah. you got a couple really good matchups there in that semifinal. And anytime you have schools like that that are natural rivals things ramp up a little bit more than they normally would and things get more competitive than they normally should. So I think we're in for a good Valley Christmas tournament there. And I think that's pretty much it for the wrap-up and recap of... Oh, I did have one more. Oh, what do you got, I wasn't Logan?
1: here, but uh, Tawanda... I wasn't there. Tawanda Girls beats Wellsboro last night 30-28. to Don't lead all game. Go <laughs> ahead, 30-28 to on a Bryn Woodruff uh, three-pointer. And they held Wellsboro scoreless the rest of the way. And won it thirty to twenty eight. <laughs> some
0: really close basketball games early to start in the yeah. season.
1: Yeah. And uh Tawanda's I'm gonna butcher the assistant coach's name, so I won't try to name it. I think it's Joe Jikoski okay. or something along that. And if you, I go back and look at this, you just it's try just to, just to wrong, name it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Get get the jokes out now. (laughs) We got some fun times ahead. We got some fun times ahead. A lot of of pod left. (laughs) left. Anyways, it was his first varsity win as a head coach because head coach Rob Gentile was stuck in a snowstorm. He went over. He was over in the Erie area watching his daughter play.
0: All right, a little emergency coach fill in. Yeah, so
1: that's Uh, congratulations to him though. That's cool. Very cool.
0: Let's transition to college. Not much news other than some local Syracuse stuff. First and foremost, I guess it would in order of things hap- how they happened, Syracuse hires new head coach Fran Brown. Yeah, we're kind of a week late on that in terms of talking about him being hired. And David, you got a little connection there. You went to Temple University. Fran Brown, formerly yeah. of Temple You went University. to Temple? A <laughs> lot of people on the pod don't know. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. But uh, talk to us a little bit about Fran Brown before we then transition to the other news going into yeah. Syracuse, which is crazy for Syracuse football right now. A lot of news.
3: Yeah, so Fran Brown... So my tenure at temple was 2013 through 2016. Well, I was graduating 2017. I was there for the 2013 through 16 football seasons in the marching man. Fran Brown was a defensive coach and associate head coach from 2012 through 2016. So he was there when I was there and he had a second stint in 2019 and the, he was a heavy, he was a huge reason my temple was got really good at football for a little bit there because he was a big recruiter for them. The players swore by him, and in the last seven years, where Temple's had like three or four coaching changes, and have gone back to irrelevancy, Fran Brown was in the running pretty much every single time to be the next Temple head coach. None of those times Temple hired him, and now he's a Syracuse head coach. And I, just based off of the player reactions alone, all a lot of these former Temple players are
4: like, "Ah, oh, yes, Fran yeah. finally
3: has a chance. Why is it not at Temple? But he finally has his chance." So it sounds like Fran Brown is going to be a beloved like players coach, possibly for Syracuse with his first head coaching. Well, position. he's off
0: to a good start because yeah. as of this week, they have found their quarterback, and it's kind of a shocker. Logan Hill. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shocker, though. Yeah. He just transferred back from Jacksonville. <laughs> it's quarterback Kyle McCord, and yes, that's the name coming out of my mouth. It's Kyle McCord, the Kyle McCord of Ohio State. Starting quarterback this season for 11-1 Ohio State, a playoff contender, a perennial national championship contender, and a five-star quarterback out of high school, who by all accounts not, didn't light the world on fire this season, but led Ohio State to 11-1 and with their only loss being to the number one team in the country, Michigan. He decides, doesn't want to run it back next season at Ohio State. Oh, he won't He's going to ma- transfer to Syracuse. He won't have Marvin Harrison Jr. next year so he might as well leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not too dialed into Syracuse recruiting, but I can't imagine in the history of their program there's a whole bunch of five-star quarterbacks that have landed in Syracuse, New York. This yeah. is one. This is a proven quarterback. He's already done it now in his freshman season on the collegiate level now that he knew head coach that team's got some life yeah. in Syracuse. Early
3: re- early returns on Fran Brown are ours, he knows how to get players to his program.
0: Was
1: McNabb a five-star way back
0: when? That I don't know. I would guess. Yeah. But again, there's it's, a lot it's of... Different. It's different yeah, now than it and was. And certainly then. a long time since the McNabb area. But they've had good court. Tommy DeVito, Syracuse. Mange, <laughs> 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 mange, Syracuse. Bon appétit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really it for college. We got our high school roundup in, and we're going to go into everyone's favorite segment. Four talking heads pretending to know ball around the NFL. Before we do so, a word from our sponsor.
1: Hey, this podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts. Have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday Podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. That
2: was as much fun as I wanted that, it to be. That, it was beautiful. Johnny that, hit the button, everyone.
3: John, that, amazing. That button is actually might be closer to Johnny than it is to Logan.
2: That's why it's so tempting.
4: Here's,
3: here's the button I got for you.
4: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're starting on that note. This is one week where it is not a Kirk rant. We're going to spare all our listeners that. We got a couple guys here who need to get some things off their chest, though. and We'll start right there with Johnny. Tough scenes in there at Big D. <laughs> What, I don't us, even know where
2: to talk, start, man. Start
0: us off.
4: I,
2: where to start? The running game didn't show up. But I guess maybe if there was anything, it was a Dallas running game, kind of, sort of, showed up. Not, couldn't hold a J- candle to James Cook, apparently. Your defense didn't show up. Dan Quinn didn't show up. Mike McCarthy didn't show up. Receivers didn't show up. Was Jerry Jones even there? Did he even show up? I don't, it don't might know be little Jerry cold. Was there. I wouldn't blame <laughs> him if he wasn't there. too cold for Jerry terrible. to make the trip. It was apparently too cold for our players, too. 40-some degrees in rain is just too much for the, the, the Texans down and reuse that dry heat.
4: <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> I have, oh man! So we just didn't show up. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I will say I will be a salty loser on a on, on one part of Gotta it. Be. I I am officially fully on board for go Ravens for the hey. AFC. Oh, Ravens nice. are my AFC team. The Bills have painted themselves as the villain. I don't respect. Wow. I I do not respect Josh Allen for flopping to get a, a roughing the passer call and then a drive or two later trying to take my quarterback's head off. I think it's dirty. I think it's soft. I don't like the Bills anymore. Go Ravens.
0: All right. Well, I'll start to the club. <laughs> I want to apologize is what I'm going to start with. Last week, go ahead, Logan. Sorry Johnny,
1: we beat your team so nope. bad. <laughs> no, nope, that's not it.
0: Okay. I'm going to apologize Sorry. to our listeners. I was almost laughed off this podcast oh, there last it is. week there it is. for a terrible score prediction. <laughs> I said 33 that's... to 11. I was so off. I apologized. It ended up 31 to 10.
4: <laughs> I couldn't have I been hate more that wrong. That worked out.
0: I apologize. I, that out. I hate that that worked. Out. I <laughs> forgot all about that. I was thinking about that after I pounding final my score. head on this. It table. took our subs to go in the game to get them to 10. <laughs> it was 31 to 3.
1: And you gave yeah. the Cowboys too much credit.
0: Now let's talk realistically. It was a bad quarterback game. Oh, it was terrible. You had two MVP candidates that everyone was excited to see in America's game of the week, and neither one of them really did much to show that. Yeah. My, yeah. My, mine didn't show up. Yours didn't have to. Mine didn't have to. Like, Who did show up was James Cook. Welcome to the NFL type of game. I attribute that to Joe Brady as the new OC. Things have seemingly made a turnaround since we removed Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady is now in the driver's seat with calling plays. I don't think that's a coincidence. Do the Bills get better when they take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands? It could be. People are asking. People People are are asking, asking and that game certainly proved it. (laughs) We didn't need Josh Allen to beat a team who was third in defense in the entire NFL. They were number one in offense, and we basically made it look like a JV team for four quarters. It was like Tioga, just beating up on whoever is on their schedule. So with
3: that, let's talk about I'll our futures. That's the instant comparison every single time. Hey, hats every off time to Tioga. You, ever, ever, you guys ever, ever, are so
0: dumb. Every, every time there's a blowout, Tioga. Now we, we that's are Tioga having, football right there. We're having a little fun going back and forth here, but I'm actually in a weird spot, how I really feel about going forward. The Bills are now, since the Chiefs game, I spend my Sundays... Winner, go home already now. Every week until the Bills are officially eliminated from this season, they're on the outside looking in. They don't have a lot of tiebreakers with the teams that are jockeying for position to get into that wild card spot. So every week from pretty much the Chiefs to Dallas through the rest of this regular season. I'm basically it's winner go home mentality, and it gets tough watching football that way before you're even into the playoffs. Do
1: you have to get up like 20 minutes earlier to put the face paint on?
0: the, the Buffalo nope, red, No the face Buffalo paint. Glow. In fact, I didn't even wear one piece of Bill's clothing for that game. <laughs> he, he has to go to Walmart, pick up a new table every week, though. <laughs> yeah, gotta, that is true. I'm sure a lot of tables were broken that day. You can't play Buffalo at 4 o'clock in Buffalo and give those fans that much time. You're gonna be at a disadvantage in terms of atmosphere, certainly when that's the case. You might so throw certain items on the field that I can't mention on this podcast. That's true. Other than snowballs. that yeah, yeah, that's snowballs. Yeah. Remember talking they penalized about. Buffalo for throwing <laughs> snowballs in Buffalo in a snow game? <laughs> that's crazy. But we're not gonna get into that. We'll keep it moving. Bills beat the Cowboys thirty one to ten. Bills still trying to get in. Cowboys officially clinched though. Hey oh. And now you guys are bright side essentially <laughs> playing for seating. Yep. So that's the Cowboys' future. The Bills got to win every week to get in. That's their future. And as far as the one seed and that future, we're going to head over to the guy was boots on the ground this past weekend. That was me. Logan Hill <laughs> in Jacksonville for Jaguars Ravens did not see in the it, see him in the pool. So
1: no. I was close. That was though. a disappointment. I close. Though? I looked I like, for you. I did. <laughs> so I think I could be wrong. There, I think there's two pools. That would make sense. We were so oh. we were where we were situated. The pools were to our right. The one that they always show was across from us. But I think there was one close. I did look it up. I said, "Got to make an effort, right? How often are you run re- to the Jaguars?" I appreciate that. The, those are private. Sweet styles. They come with cabanas in the pools. Two hundred and fifty dollars a person, or twelve grand to buy the whole thing. Wow. So it's safe to say my dad and I were not getting getting in the pool. <laughs> getting in the pool. Well, you didn't Draft exactly have Kelly weather
2: raised to get in there.
1: You didn't exactly have the weather for <laughs> no. it either. So yeah. down on Saturday that we flew in Saturday rain. The, in, the entire day we yeah. got in afternoon and then it rained the entire day so my dad and i we went down to the hotel bar is that the same storm that we got honestly like, say, like, a lot of rain well, all day saturday I gonna, sunday i was, here I was gonna too.
3: say logan went from 40
1: and rainy to 50 and rainy well it was it was really nice here when i was leaving and it was supposed to be nice-ish this weekend i right. guess it didn't end up being no, that way no, we got flood warnings yeah, so. yeah. but uh so, right, so my dad and I went to the hotel bar, got dinner, watched. There was a lot of Ravens fans there. And I guess if you're going to pick an away game to go to, Jacksonville's probably, you would think, right, would be a good, in December, would be a good one to pick. Yeah. Sunday night, first time Jacksonville's been on Sunday night in like 15 I, years. I
0: heard that when they were leading into the game.
1: They broke up a Monday and Sunday night drought in, in like the same, the same week. That's yeah. crazy. So, yeah, like the same week, like yeah. you said. it was. But it was great. It was chilly, but... Was prepared for that. I had a jacket on. I had I had my purple camo pants. Uh, like I'm from Dundalk. <laughs> uh, I don't break those out too often, but I got them as a birthday present a while back, and they're just fun. How's the Jacksonville crowd, to outsiders? It was okay. Intense it was, stadium there, or was, not No, so much. it wasn't intense. Um, All right, That's not good that to know. intense. A lot of so the section directly next to us. I would. St- if I had to classify the, the people that were sitting there, it was like dudes that were three years out of college, but still on the frat guy vibe, which okay. there's just, that's a sect of people sure. that, that exists. <laughs> um, they were standing for a while, which, Oh, and this is actually a debate that I want to have on. I don't know how often you guys go to NFL games, but like growing up pretty regularly, I would be able to find a way to go to Ravens games. My grandfather had season tickets for yep. a long time. Um, NFL games are not something we need to be standing at, but you buy the seats for a reason. Absolutely, stand when stand when something's crazy. Stand when something's crazy. Stand when something's fun. Stand when something big happens. But otherwise, sit down so we can see. Yeah, like what do we need to stand the entire? That's that's college student section. You don't get. You don't have the NFL vibes. Then how can you sit? You're at
2: an NFL game. It's high stake. It's it's high energy. On first down
1: in the first quarter, you need to be standing. No,
2: I've only been to a couple of games. One of them was an Eagles Falcons playoff game when they went. And then sit down. Sit down the entire time. I hardly yeah, ever. I st- say, it's a playoff y- y- game. It's a playoff times, game. So, you know, so you'll stand for an entire okay. playoff game? Right. I guess it's different, I, but it's. So I, I've been the four or five. I think I've been the
3: five Eagles games in my lifetime, and to be fair, I sat down on every one of those games. Thank you. Like,
0: it's, but I'm an I'm an up and down guy, and the only reason that is because when I stand up, people spill my beer.
3: But but when, <laughs> but when when the Eagles have those home playoff games. I'm pretty sure that everyone's standing like the entire time. It was a boring game. There's there's definitely moments
1: to stand for, but it's not like when I went to Maryland in the student section, you stand the whole time at football games in basketball. You sit during timeouts, you stand the whole time. I get that. Absolutely. It's how you get rowdy. It's how you, but like there's to me, there's no need. You can watch your team and cheer on your team, whether you're seated or whether you're standing and I'm not going to pretend to be a very tall person. I'm not going to. Let's get to the crux I, of this. No, but it's not that. Because anybody just standing, like if you stand, then I have to stand and then that puts the person behind me in the same position and it's like, J- just sit down.
3: I was a six foot four and three quarters person. I, lo- I love standing. I want to push
1: I want to push back Especially on you. Especially if Logan's behind you, right? I, well, I want to push back on you. The six foot four and three quarters. You're six foot four. Why are we, why are we reaching it was for an the an three official,
3: quarters? It was an official measurement from the no, dog. I, I
1: agree.
2: That's no, how it works.
1: I, but no, you always round. If you round to
2: Johnny, the how tall?
4: High,
2: you round to the next highest number. You and I, but number. you and
1: I are in the same fighting class when it comes to height. We're around. The, you're taller than I am, but after six foot, just six four, just it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> six like, five. I love six five better. Six <laughs> five. five. <laughs> I was gonna say it's six five. Regardless, um, I had a great time at the game. It was an excellent time. It's just. I uh, maybe, maybe I'm an old man yelling at clouds with that take, but
0: you feel better, worse, or pretty much the same after that game as you did going in. It was a relatively boring. boring game. Can't feel worse, though, right? I don't yeah. think it can feel worse, but I didn't think the Jaguars I, gave you much to think exactly. about. Exactly. I don't yeah.
1: necessarily feel better. The Ravens did have some moments where they did some good things. Um, that Lamar duck out of the sack, throw mm. to likely, was just highlight worthy. But the first half, the Jaguars just beat themselves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Missed two field goals, and then. At the end of the half there, Trevor Lawrence has been in the league a while now. What is it, third just season? Third Bops year. The ball, yeah. just loses well, before the ball. that, yes, he just loses straight up loses the ball. I was like, let's go. Let's go. He lost <laughs> the ball. Did you stand up? Yes, no, <laughs> You're missing my point. You're missing my point. I'm talking about standing up the entire I, no, I'm time. Just... Trolling you. Go for it. <laughs> don't mess with the man who has I don't the even soundboard. <laughs> no, yeah, don't mess with the man Let who has ask the soundboard. You this. <laughs>
0: Again, I know we keep talking about Jacksonville, but it's only because you're in the Jacksonville heavy crowd. What was their reaction to Lawrence's performance? Are they in? Are they... Is he getting a pass down there? Because for the viewer's standpoint, I think we
1: all came away going, man, is Trevor Lawrence... Is he good? Well, so... and And it's funny you say that. The reaction was... Again, it comes back to sitting or standing. But the guys that were standing... After the Lawrence fumble, I don't think they stood much the rest of right. the night. It's once you get dejected, you're gonna sit down yeah. in your seat and. But the guy sitting next to me. Like I said, there was a lot of Ravens fans there and a lot of Ravens fans sitting around where we were sitting just by happenstance. But the guy sitting next to me, he had on a jacket on the front and it had like jag- he had a t-shirt on underneath and it had like Jaguars players on it. And after the Ravens scored a touchdown, I fist bumped the guy sitting next to him who had a Terrell Suggs jersey on. And he goes, "Come on, man, that's illegal. Don't do that. That's <laughs> illegal." Well, then I I think it was right before halftime or just after halftime. He stands up and he takes the jacket off and on the backside is Ravens players. So he was prepared either way. Wow. So I don't think Jacksonville is, and hopefully nobody comes after me, but they're rebuilding their football morale yeah. in that city, right? They sure. were so bad for so long. Good in the early 2000s and then just kind of abysmal for long stretches between. So they're trying to, to build things back up and they're reaching the point of having expectations, but they're not necessarily yeah. the diehards. And
0: normally you don't bounce back last year like they did after the Urban Meyer thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Like yeah. they got spoiled a little bit in the sense that that team maybe
0: should have been a year away and maybe they still are, but...
3: And I. Lawrence again. He had that
1: high ankle sprain.
3: Who knows yeah, how much impacting him.
1: Also, at the end of the game, there he gets hit, kind of rolled back, kind of a hard hit late in the game, uh, and then his next two throws just kind of looked funky. And my dad goes, "He might have a concussion. Like he does yeah. not look oh, right." Oh yeah, and then it we, turns out he did. We get to the he hotel and turn on ESPN, and yep. yeah, they were checking him for a concussion. So one
0: more Ravens thing, then we'll get a little more Ravens talk later. They got a big game coming up, but oh,
1: um, go ahead. Uh, I was on Google searching up free agent running back that were still out there on the market Oh, because Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, you got some issues there. So that's a second season ender for uh, running back position for the Baltimore Ravens. Frank Gore's still out there. Ah, He's retired, but I will give you the (laughs) list who is still (laughs) out there. Legendary Eagle. Signed but didn't sign. (laughs) The list is free agents, not practice squad guys. They've since signed Jake Funk, uh, former Maryland running back, played with the Rams, played with the Colts. got to love it. Uh, that's great. Name. Get funky. Great. Name. Great. Name. I tweeted that back uh, in the day. Let's just mix this right <laughs> now. He has to start. <laughs> he has to play. We need to get funky in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daryl Williams, former chief, Tevin Coleman, Falcon yep. 49er. Yep. Duke Johnson, Cleveland Brown, yep. Jacksonville Jaguar, JD McKissick, former commander. Yep. Uh Mark Ingram. Mm. Is
3: he, he's mm. he's doing Fox
1: he's a Raven football in, he tweeted Fox season's over with he, he's oh. in shape <laughs> he's former Raven too right yeah former yeah. Raven uh, Calvin Huntley and uh, Ronald Jones okay none there's
0: of that names. makes me
1: feel great there's no. not great oh. They're, oh. names they're, but, they're not great great names but they
3: most of the names I really recognize on there
0: I just feel like left the league like five years ago <laughs> right. yeah and that's what you're going to find in December but well uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there before we move on Lamar Jackson <laughs> Dak Struggles Allen struggles. Allen didn't struggle.
2: I'll give him credit. No, he, he didn't d- struggle, but he, he didn't play. That's a good point, but he didn't <laughs> do anything
0: <laughs> numbers-wise for the question I'm going to yeah, ask. Yeah. Those two kind of took a bump in the MVP thing. Lamar, we talked about it last week. We're going to do it again. Are we still not giving Lamar enough praise for this MVP? The Should he be getting a little
1: more push behind him? The MVP is going to be decided this week.
0: Oh, right that's all that's, that's yeah. all
1: you can say about it is it's okay. gonna get decided this I like week. that um, let the
0: play talk for itself
1: but that whether that's the case or not but if the Ravens come out and they beat the four and we're gonna get into this but if the yeah. Ravens come out and beat the 49ers Lamar, Lamar will he'll vault to the top of the MVP and it's too late in the season that I don't with a signature win like that in San Francisco I don't think anybody could take it away from him if the 49ers roll I hate to say it to you, Johnny. Purdy is going to win the NBA. Well, no, I believe yeah. the voters he, should, the voters should gonna, take... Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. The,
3: the voters should take Purdy's advice. If you're going to vote for Purdy, vote for McCaffrey. Well, that leads me
0: to yeah. the top five. I believe the odds as of today, the top five are Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey.
2: Should be McCaffrey.
0: I think those are good. I think that have five you two is MVPs. You don't have one, but I think that five is the five. <laughs> <laughs> Can we know who the real MVP on that team is? Right. That five is the five. Is there anybody outside of that, that we could say, Hey, maybe Tyreek, awesome that'd be man, the only yeah. one you could say, right? But the, he's a non
2: quarterback. So it, it, becomes almost moot. When you talk about non-quarterbacks Hurst is not remotely near the conversation no. anymore.
0: <laughs> he's going to get to you. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I was thinking maybe that's a good segue. That's but, yeah. coming up next. So let's do it. Let's dive into the Eagles. They fall to the Seahawks in the fourth quarter. A couple little news items, though. They also have a new defensive play caller. Yeah. That happened this week, or I should say this past week.
3: Before the last game, yeah.
0: And some things are building in the fire Brian Johnson camp.
3: I don't know if he was are going to listen to that, but.
0: Where are you, David? Go ahead and rant for a little bit after this <laughs> this loss, which is now three consecutive. I think it's on top of an overtime game with Buffalo.
1: (laughs) I'm going to let, I'm going to let you have all the time you need, but I saw a tweet and the basis of it was no, it's the basis of it was these, these dudes haven't won since we were eating Turkey and mashed potatoes. We're on Christmas time now. That's funny. That's objectively funny. I was all aboard of you saying something because I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Uh,
0: (laughs) Start David. At least start with the defensive player. That is news. They have a new defensive play. So here's the thing. Strap in. Have,
3: Doing All right. Drew Lock ready. celebration. Can we not, please?
2: <laughs> All right. Sorry. sorry. So,
3: uh, you're just going to rile me up before I even have a chance this to get is riled up. That's the point, up. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so the the defensive coordinating switch, which I guess, like, uh, Sean Desai was still, his title was still DC, even though that's, that's weird.
0: I, I don't know. I don't okay. get it. But, and for people listening, the new defensive play color is Matt Patricia. I yeah. didn't even know he was with the Eagles.
3: I, I, he, I forgot I, <laughs> yeah. When he was hired before, I guess it was before this past season. He was hired in some like really minor advisor role that even some people were really mad about. It's like, why are we bringing Patricia to the Eagles? That's a bad culture thing. Like. Advisor role. He knew he was going to be calling plays and you know. Oh, the guy 15. the guy
0: has a pencil in his ear, but no notepad. <laughs> <laughs> he has a laminated play sheet, but he has a
3: pencil. <laughs> Logan has a pen in his ear. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that. I've That's... seen
0: Logan dri- scribbling down yeah. stuff as we go, some notes. Matt Patricia coaches yeah. an entire so, game with a pencil here's in his the ear. Thing. Vibes. I mean,
3: my whole thing on it is when they made the switch, I didn't really care about it. It's not like Sean Desai was doing anything. Again, we talked about it last week. They had 10 straight possessions between the Cowboys and Niners where nine touchdowns on the field goal the defensive coordinator is not doing his job so I get the change I didn't have any strong reaction to it I personally thought if you're gonna do that why didn't you change the offensive play calling before that how's the defensive coordinator the one that got switched first Mm
0: -hmm. fire Brian Johnson or not
3: please
0: (laughs) That's what I think people want to hear. It's I'm, it's funny
2: because I have, and I know you're, you you know which which clip I'm talking about. Christian McCaffrey was on the Manning yeah, yeah. predict the plays. That same play, myself and the Eagles fans I was watching with, are all screaming that that was going to be a quarterback draw. It's it, yeah. I, I I know you it hurts you, but it's but predictable. Can
1: I can I interject a question? Go ahead. How? And I know it's been a rough month, but how can a team be ten and four? Right. Mm-hmm. How can a team be ten and four and the fan base is calling for the offensive coordinator to go. 10 they, and four is still uh, very, yeah. very good. They, they a playoff berth, but they were winning games. A
3: lot of games ugly because the offense would stall a lot of the time. And I am so sick. It's funny because the, their very first drive on Monday was like this eight and a half minute long touchdown drive, which is great. You want long touchdown drives, but during it sideways, pass sideways, pass sideways, pass. It's <laughs> like, can we please use, use Devontae Smith and AJ Brown like they're supposed to? Like, <laughs> just, can we go 10, ten, fifteen ourselves? Not. You don't have to take a deep shot, and when you do take a deep shot, you're not doing it at the right time. But <laughs> maybe
0: the quarterback isn't the guy who can get him the ball.
1: I, I'm very careful to creep into this territory. Uh oh. But I'm going to say it, and I might cut it out. So if you never hear it, this is why. <laughs> Jalen hurts running back. <laughs> I mean, that's
2: rich he, coming from the Lamar Jackson. That's is. exactly <laughs> why. That's exactly he why. He squats
1: 600 pounds. <laughs> Did you guys know? Two rushing touchdowns, no passing touchdowns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he wow. also is tied for uh, with Josh Allen now for the most turnovers in the NFL. I don't. So, okay. He was legit. And Josh
1: Dobbs.
3: All uh, right, Josh Dobbs. To, t- talking about Monday's game in a vacuum, Jalen Hurts looked legitimately ill. Mm-hmm. Like he did not look good. He really did not
4: look good.
2: I'll give him that.
3: <laughs> uh, and I'm not excusing that. Mm-hmm. Like I, both both of the interceptions he had, those deep passes in the second half, were just both boneheaded moves. Mm-hmm. Because the first one, you had the lead, you just had to you just had to run the clock out. And they were they had a couple first downs before that. Just keep doing that. Keep getting sh- couple plays, first down, first down, first down, and you're running out the clock. And maybe you get a field goal to. Get yourself in an even better position. Why are you throwing fifty yards on the field to Quez Watkins? Have we not has it not been proven that Quez Watkins is not the deep threat you <laughs> want?
0: So well, they're gonna have to get together soon. They did but, clinch like Dallas, despite a loss, they clinched, they're in the playoffs. I don't
1: I think... I, I need one more play to rant about. All right, go ahead. <laughs> one more. But before we get off Jalen's illness, never stop Jordan. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> um, go ahead. The, gr- so, the
0: greats figure out a way.
3: <laughs> so the de- it's funny because the defense was like okay for most of that game. Again, you're playing Drew Locke. It's not like anything special. Then they get hey. torched. They get torched for 92 yards in like just over a minute in that two minute warning. That was like an embarrassing effort by the defense. But then you still had a chance to go back and take a, get a game tying field goal, push it to overtime, gave yourself another chance to win. And they were maybe 15, 20 yards away from that spot. So what do they do? They fire it 40 yards downfield to AJ Brown. The ball gets picked off. It's like, that's not the mo- It's bad football. Just get in field range. <laughs> you know, you know, your
1: kicker is going to get it for you. Some on this podcast have said he might be better than Justin Tucker.
3: Yeah. Some yeah. I've said, yeah, so much said. So, I right. that, that honestly, out of everything that happened on Monday night, that last play, that last interception, I, I, I was pretty much over it at that point because, like, what a horrible end! But like, I was livid at that play because like, just get in field goal range. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. So I the rest of the valleys teams will really quickly Steelers Giants Jets. Tommy DeVito's run is the magic. Over. The magic's over. It's over. So. The Jets are out. There will be no Rodgers.
1: And the do you have anything you want
2: to add on that rogers point was he ever coming back this season no
1: <laughs> he ruptured his achilles or he told the achilles injury he's 40 years old so we do have a theory that we he was discussed. never coming back he just wanted to be in the media for a year and we let
0: him well no we have a, we have a theory we discussed this week it goes back to the the pat mcafee show before the injury occurs. It comes out, they pay him a million dollars to appear on that show. That's wild. It is their launch pe- in show for, they're now on ESPN. I'm sure they heavily depended on the Rogers segment to be a big part of that show as they launched. He goes down. I tend to believe they used him every Tuesday to talk as if he was coming back to fulfill that obligation of, we're going to pay you a million dollars to make this show. Re- the drive engagement. The driving engagement part. And he just... It was for the show for 16 weeks. Yeah, if you go fork- Somebody
1: in a black SUV is going to pull up and take Kirk away to a place we'll never know. Like a- <laughs> I don't know if it'll be Vegas. I don't know if it'll be the CEOs of Disney. Uh, they're going to have their hands full. Could- <laughs> could- I'm just as crazy
0: in real life as I sound on this pod. <laughs> you-, you go three, mo- three full months of saying,
1: I'm going to try to get back here and all that. Yeah. And, then all,
2: and then all of a sudden, oh, it was never real. He's like, yeah, he like get <laughs> eliminated from
0: playoffs. He's like, it was, guys, guys, guys.
2: It guys. might have been a fake was,
1: report, but did anyone see that he
0: was the practice squad db and one-handed interception (laughs) but all the news breaks on that show and it's because he's being paid a million dollars to appear on it and so they they use that as a way to say hey we got to keep this and we paid for it i can't believe you used to be one of my favorite players i can't stay on the guy (laughs) (laughs) Steelers, they're technically still in
3: technically
2: Mason Rudolph's supposed to start this week, <laughs> but Mason they, Rudolph, going take him to the promised land. The wheels are off, right? Save Mike Tomlin's job. I feel they're, the, off
0: they're rolling down the road. I feel the yeah. most confident of all the teams in the hunt in that AFC wildcard picture that the Steelers will not make the playoffs. Agree? Disagree? I don't think they get that. in. And
2: I'm not unless they play like the Cardinals. And, well, they already lost to the Patriots. They have to play some really, really bad teams yeah, to sneak in there. It looks
0: tough. Let's get a little Christmassy, and then we'll get to how you know division. Let everyone go enjoy their holiday. And again, we wish everyone here, I speak for everyone, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. We've had a great time this year so far with this pod. It's been an awesome launch, and we'll continue to keep it up as much as we can and for as long as we can. But we got some lumps of coal to hand out to stay in the Christmas spirit or lack thereof. Uh, Johnny, I think we'll start with the two losers this week. (laughs) Johnny, go ahead. Hand out two of those losers. Hand still out in your the playoffs, first, yeah, we
3: still clutch the playoffs with That's losing true. games.
0: Hand out your first lump of coal, Bills.
2: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. <laughs> uh, hmm. My first lump of coal will be, will probably, you know what? I'm going to go take the e- take a couple of the easy routes. It's going to go to officiating. It's been oh. awful. The interception we just talked about was debatable. That, that was even an interception at the end of the Eagles Seahawks game. It was. That's just one. It was. I'm not sure if it his toe ever touched the ground, seriously. I, I never debated it. Yeah, I, well, I know you were checked out. Probably, yeah, that, but I, I would be that. too. I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. Officiating is all time horrible. It's been going progressively worse and worse every season. Another lump of coal. Naturally, Brock Purdy for being a fraud. And, <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I hate this because Brock Purdy seems like a good dude. I'm sure he's a great
2: guy. <laughs> he's just not a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, I
0: like those two lumps
2: of coal. I'm okay. not sure if I have it. I'll, I'll give that. out.
0: I'll give out a quick one the sports media for deciding this week, they were back on the bills bandwagon. You left. Once you leave, you don't get to come back. They dragged the Buffalo and Josh Allen through the mud for 15 weeks of this season. They decided to talk about every turnover he's ever made without mentioning a single touchdown he's ever thrown and now all of a sudden they want to call them the most dangerous team in the NFL you don't get to do that you're out it's only me and me only riding with this team <laughs> and we're riding to the train the wagon all the way to the Super Bowl
4: says, says, Let's the guy,
3: roll. says the guy that's been in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out of the yeah, Bills yeah he's kind of been doing the whole in and out thing too keep it
0: down over there loser <laughs>
3: <laughs> well the Eagles beat the Bills so give, a, give us a lump of they coal they haven't
1: won since mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> lump of coal David Sorry, drinking some water. Uh, Brian Johnson, <laughs> I can't stand it, man. I just can't stand it. I like. I get that, like every everybody has a mind of their own in terms of wanting to play uh, call offensive plays and stuff like that. But Shane Steichen did a pretty dang good job for them last year. Potential coach of the year. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be. It's just like try to do some of that. Like I and, and again, like Hertz has been. He's regressed since last year. Like I'm not going to deny that. But I don't think the play calling has put him in any good position. So, I, Brian Johnson has been the kind of the whipping boy all season long for
1: Eagles fans. He's got the call for me. All right. Logan? I have so many places I could go with this. I'll start so with you, Aaron Rodgers. Um, okay. I was going to say, not, <laughs> much, are, not he's much on, on the Ravens. He, he's on the naughty list. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is yeah. on the naughty list. He lied to... Everybody, and we just... He might come back. He might come back. He was never <laughs> coming back.
0: Where do you think uh, Roger stands in the public opinion?
1: What percentage
0: split of hero-villain? <sighs> do you so, think most people think like we do, or do you think the
1: country's so, thought is opposite? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is It's... That's a harder question to answer, just because of some of his outside sure. off the field uh, takes. Uh, football go only. there, but yeah. football, only. football only. I think he's just become he's become super, and maybe he was always this way, but he was just so talented, and he was up in Green Bay and the legacy of the Packers. Diva, diva, and
4: arrogant. Yeah, it's, it's a arrogant. real
1: arrogance. Like hard to like. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. hard to like. And then with those bad Jets uniforms, like that doesn't make it any better. So, but <laughs> I, think, I just I think Logan's still mad because
2: he just tanked your Super Bowl prediction in three minutes. Who did? Aaron Rodgers by getting hurt. You, yeah, have, you said the you Jets are I, I forget bowl?
1: about this.
2: I'm well. <laughs> yeah, sure you dead.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, he's
2: like at the beginning of the season. Rodgers was a hero. Now he's Logan's villain. <laughs>
1: it's you either die. What's that saying? You either die a hero or live long enough to, to see yourself become a villain. dark movie. night. Yeah. Great movie. Oh, so I'll give him one. Definitely on the naughty list. He crushed my dreams. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers lead the Jets to the Promised Land and beat the Bills on the way. Um, that would have been loose, I'm also going to give a lump of coal to Joe Flacco. He doesn't necessarily oh, deserve really? it, but it's like, come on, Joe. I thought it was just going to dye that gray Cleveland? hair. That's fair. What?
0: I was just going to use that coal to dye some of that gray hair Joe's got going out there. He's like 50. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like, playing for the Browns. That's what I'm saying. He, like, he's a Ravens hero. I would be happy for you anywhere else. But Except, Irish. Irish. Except, Except Steelers. the Steelers. Except the Steelers. Or the Bengals. Anybody would, in the division.
3: I would love a... Flacco versus Ravens playoff game. I think that, that would be iconic. I hope I the Eagles
1: never get rid of Brian Johnson. <laughs> 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 I, I would,
2: would actually love
1: that, though. You yeah. could hate me too. And yeah. for, I'm a Ravens it, fan. For ratings, it would be good. We're well, ha- Happy to have you. And then I think.
3: I'm rooting <laughs> for the Ravens, too. I'm going to be
1: wrong. I'm, I'm
3: not. I'm,
0: <laughs> actually, I am. I'm, until they play the Dolphins. I
2: am pro Ravens Bills, to be honest with you. I really don't mind It would these be a fantastic. Yeah. I, I need these two to go at it. <laughs> I need Kirk to go at it.
0: We got to get out of here, so I can't get too much back on the Bills, but I will say just as reference as we go the next few weeks on this pod, I will not be putting out any more negative vibes towards the Cowboys or the Ravens. I need both to beat the dolphins in the next two consecutive weeks. The bills crazy as it sounds have a very good shot. If that happens of still actually winning the East and getting a home playoff game, let alone making the playoffs, but I need those wins. So that's my last negative vibes towards you guys. I will be rooting for you both in the next two until, weeks,
3: until they don't do the job for you. And then it's all back to negative. And then I will
0: beat Logan in the playoffs. And I will probably play neither of you two losers. I'll probably play the Niners. What'll happen there? Oh, we'll dominate. (laughs) Allen versus
1: Purdy. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day. Whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts. Have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always... The Football Friday Podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer.
0: Let's get into how well you know division. Let's not. T- no? Let's not get, <laughs> Let's into, get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, I thought you were going to be excited because you're going to start us off this week. Why? <laughs> you're in last. <laughs> he's get, Logan
1: is officially <laughs> out, out of the basement. The, yeah, he's oh, out. Oh, man. It's like Logan's, the undertaker.
2: <laughs> Logan's been at the bottom of this thing all season, and he finally dragged himself out of the muck and the mire.
0: Well, I went 0 for last week, but I rebounded this week by going undefeated. Oh, 36 and 11. Okay. I thought he was talking about this week. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to make myself the villain of this pod. <laughs> I'm sure you embrace it. Yeah, uh 36 and 11, David 32 and 15, 4 games behind. Logan 28 and 19, 4 games behind David, and the new basement dweller of the program, Johnny Williams. It's cold down there, ain't it? 27 it is and 19. Really cold. It's really it cold. very cold in here right now. So we're not going to do the back and forth <laughs> NFC East this week because Johnny has to start us off as his tradition.
2: <laughs> and this is, uh, it doesn't get any
1: easier. Commanders, what? Jets. I was looking at your guys' schedule. It's some of these games are like, who do I expect to be worse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some tough, man, there's some tough
2: um, ones. Oh, man, talk about it, like the irrelevancy bowl right here with Commanders, Jets. Give me, you know what? Commanders are due for a W. Give me the Commanders. Uh, Give me the Dolphins It's <laughs> nope. a road game we, We're we terrible on the road So I don't even care if it's warm It might not be according to Because Jacksonville wasn't very warm anyway Miami so. and Jacksonville yeah. are very <laughs> They're far very apart different. I've never been to Florida I don't know how <laughs> it works <laughs> Jacksonville is North Florida It's that, basically yeah. Right? Yeah. Georgia yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, And we're rounding it out Eagles get a little bounce back Against the
1: weak Giants Logan, Very go ahead. Climactic. Happy to be here. First yeah. of all, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. Um, we'll go Bengals over the Steelers in this one. Not a lot of confidence in it, but like I said, Mason Rudolph supposed to start. Weird line. It's so, actually
0: minus one and a half for the Bengals. Pick them almost.
1: Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah I'm still going <laughs> to stick with the Bengals just because they're fighting yep. for playoff position. Sure, so the Steelers, are the Steelers, the Steelers are too. But if you're making another quarterback change. There's more to be figured out yeah, there. Third quarterback. There, there's more to be figured out and there. And Browning so. has been a very good backup. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'll go with the Bengals. They're hot. You can't can't pick against them right now. Browns at Texans. Tough one. Ooh. Is Stroud back? That's the really big oh, question. Does I'm does assuming he is. This I, is a tough game. I Give me the Texans at home. Okay, okay. The Browns have been playing a little bit of maybe above where, offensively at least, where they should be. Granted, I'm assuming Stroud's going to be back. I hope Johnny's looking for me I, right now I so I can actually, change yeah. my pick yeah. if I need to. You <laughs> got till the show's over. <laughs> so I'll go with it. The, they're fighting for playoff position just like the Browns are. Stroud is likely out versus the
2: Browns, according to ESPN 17 hours ago. Jeez. You, Circle
1: back to me on this pick at the end.
4: Okay. You, even
2: if it were Stroud, I think I'd be picking Cleveland, to be honest.
1: It's a tough one either way. It is at Houston. That's, but that's exactly, that's taking away from yeah. what the Texans have done because the Browns have been hot. Yeah, we? no, I get it. But Texas have kind well, of been, eh, lately. The Browns should have lost to the Bears last week. They should have. That's, that's true. true. That's, that's true. They should have lost last week. So I'll circle back to that one. Um, um, big one. So no official pick. And then the, the, Christmas game, night. the game of the season, this I think f- you could make a case for. A potential Super Bowl preview. That's awesome what I'm saying. Game. game of the season, I think you could say. 49ers. I have to okay for for the sake of this competition.
2: Okay, I would love to be wrong and I would love to lose that. I would love to kick you back down to where I am. It's in San Francisco.
1: It's the Forty Nine ers are as hot as the Ravens are, if not, they're they're hotter. They're the hottest team in football down this stretch here. So, I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be must see TV. And like I said, if Lamar does some magic and the Ravens win this game. He'll be the MVP Monday, or Tuesday morning. But for the sake of trying to be measured in this take, I think the 49ers will take a close one. And plus, if it is a Super Bowl preview, I like being the, the one that loses the first time Anything around.
0: to be said about being the road team on Christmas? Don't get to spend it with your family. Especially Probably not happy. Going across the country. The 49ers probably got to have Christmas morning in their own homes. Mm, Careful. So annoying. Yeah, tough, tough uh, tra- business trip. Tough business trip there for the Ravens. Business trip. So David, go you guys make your picks, then I'll go. David,
2: go ahead Browns, with your division. No, say no, no. We, you guys don't get to. No, you got to finish this
1: thing out because you're in third. You got to finish your picks out. <laughs> oh, Mister Last Place, <laughs>
4: I'll
1: go with the Browns. I don't think Stroud's going to play. Okay. I got to ride with Flacco, I guess. Again, All right. okay. We'll go Browns, so Browns, Bengals, and no, I'm taking the Ravens.
4: I'm <laughs> taking gotta. the Ravens. Wow. Biggest game of the year. You Take, can't biggest go game of the year. I'm
1: taking the Ravens. We'll my, go AFC
3: North. My... It's hard for me to think of the 49 It's it. hard for me to think of the losing that game because they just destroyed the two other good teams in the NFC. Like they weren't yeah, even But close. how good
1: are y'all really? No, I,
3: like I, I, we're gonna find I, out. I, I, I get that. I get that. I'm not I get that, but I'm just
1: messing with going, you. I'm, I'm gonna have to eat so much humble pie. We
3: we both went into those games feeling really good about our teams. that got just just smoked. So uh okay, my picks, Commanders, Jets.
2: I also think the Jets are kind of due for a <laughs> win. Right, I bet Commanders cause they're due. Yeah, this is the do. Yeah,
3: well, well and I guess the Jets won two weeks ago because Zach Wilson got offensive player of the week. Uh, yeah. I'm going to pick the Jets in that one. Okay. okay. Uh, Cowboys Dolphins. I've kind of given the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt a lot in these games, but I'm going to pick the Dolphins in this one. Until I, we prove different on the road. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the road thing matters. And I also want, and not for Kirk's sake, but like I want to believe in the Dolphins a little bit more than they do because they've been good. And I just haven't really, you know, I haven't been sold yeah. so far. I want to see them. Yeah. I want to see them be awesome. Giants and Eagles, the Eagles really want me to pick the Giants this week, but I'm not. I'm going to pick the Eagles because I can't pick. I The Eagles have just dominated the Giants my entire life. I can't pick the Giants and the Eagles-Giants <laughs> game. But I, the vibes are very low on Philly. So it, who knows? But I'm picking the Eagles. Before you finish up, Kirk. Yep.
1: It really worked out well for this podcast this year based on the teams that we all like to watch. Always oh, yeah. imagine, like, if one of us just came in here, like, was a Panthers fan. Yeah. You'd just be It'd having be a tough, tough time every it, single week. Yeah, and they'd be listening <laughs> to the same
0: thing every week and be hard to come up with new and creative takes, which hasn't been hard this year, and certainly not this episode. Bills, Chargers, Saturday night. Excited for Saturday football. Don't like being the Saturday night game when you're at a Christmas party. That's so. where I'll be. I'll be trying to... <laughs> I really wish it was a better matchup because I needed Kirk to have to keep it together in front of I will try to not to embarrass to my babes. family. <laughs> I hope I won't have to, though. I hope the Bills take care of a really bad Chargers team, guys. I think it we can all say maybe the one of the most disappointing teams. 49 the nothing to the Raiders. Yeah, we not thought the Bears were being disappointing. It's the Chargers. Give me the Bills. Commanders at Jets, I will take the Jets. And it is solely based on... Both teams are bad. One has a really good defense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Jets. Cowboys at Dolphins. We talked a little bit about in the office this week. Dolphins, contenders, pretenders. Oh, They they can never win a big game. The truth is, though, they play a really hard schedule. I mean, they've had a tough go of it and a gauntlet of teams. It doesn't get any easier. I think the Cowboys are going to play mad, and I think they beat the Dolphins. Coming off a bad Bills loss, I think they they show a little bit of what they're really capable of. I think they play ticked off and get that done. Hope you're right. Patriots at Broncos. Broncos. I will never pick the Patriots. You guys know how, the rule. You know how it goes. I also so feel confident it. in that one though. I think the Patriots. This is a, the Patriots are out. The I think people are focused on the Belichick aspect of this. Maybe the last few games coaching as a Patriot. I don't think it's going to be some big boost of morale, though. I think they're ready to move on. I think the Broncos take care of them.
2: The Patriots are finally batted for the first time, and like your guys is basically lives. Yeah, and, and yeah. Kirk gets out scot free. Yeah, with his whole how well you know I'll never pick the Patriots. Well, he wouldn't say that. <laughs> I bet if they if they were a ten win team, oh, the he'd Pat- probably pick them once you're, in a while. You're
0: right. The Patriots have padded this record. <laughs> uh, really, Logan, yeah, you was- did go back and pick the Browns, correct? We don't got to circle back.
1: I went Bengal, we went Browns, Flacco, right?
0: Ravens. Yes, I've got your record wrong. If I
1: got to lose that game because I'm going to ride high in the game of the year, I'm going to ride high. So
0: We should have a lot of fun talking about the NFL next week. We're in a, the scenario part of the season, if you want to call it something, where we're trying to mathematically figure this and that out. That should be fun.
3: It's, it's funny because the Eagles and Cowboys right now. Cowboys are in first place, but like the eagle if they both went out the eagles win the division yes yeah. it's interesting, mm-hmm. interesting locally numbers.
0: we'll have the christmas tournament to reflect on some other stuff i don't know what we'll have college-wise other than bowls and we'll be getting ready for the college football playoff that'll take place on new year's day so with that said make sure you come back and see us next friday every friday on the morning times and daily review websites please check out logan and david's stories in the print editions of both the morning times and the daily review every night now they we got something going we got games we're in the the thick of it as they would say so keep out for those guys doing great work and great coverage and other than that have a very merry christmas from everyone here at the round table and the football friday podcast i know we're gonna enjoy it football friends family can't go wrong merry christmas everyone we'll see you next week